0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchfills.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 23rd, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I'm a little congested today. meant that I did not make the trip to Vegas, which is really unfortunate, but I'm feeling a bit sick. Um, I think it's just allergies or something, but I felt that I didn't have the energy to enjoy a fun weekend in Vegas, especially with the season to start next week, which is insane. A week from today. Is opening day. I am so excited about it. And we're going to talk about all of these starting pitchers today. But by the way, we're going to run the plus pitch promotion uh, for today and tomorrow. So you have your drafts this weekend. This is the thing that you should get get PL Pro. Use promo code plus pitch, capital letters P L U S P I T C H, all one word, when signing up for PL Pro yearly to get $40 off. And you're going to get the live draft tool that I've used for every single one of my drafts. It is amazing. It is the best way to stay on top of everything. It utilizes ATC projections and our proprietary PLV projections as well. It's quick. It's simple. It's not overwhelming. Um, You also are going to get an auction draft calculator. You're going to get our full season long projections. You're going to get in-season DFS and fantasy projections. That is every day and weekly. You are going to get actually next seven days every single day. You're going to get a spreadsheet that just tells you all of those things delivered to you. It's really great. Check out Pilo Pro. Get $40 off today and tomorrow. That is Thursday and Friday before your drafts. Okay. We have Adam Wainwright getting injured. He has a grown injury. And that means that Jake Woodford, always known as the Amish Mustang, is going to be getting his spot in the rotation. In the meantime, it's a little disappointing. I wanted to be Matthew Libertore. But he'll likely get his opportunities by May 1st, is my guess. Either Wainwright is still out, which probably isn't going to be the case, or somebody else will get injured or Woodford just isn't good enough. And Liberatore, with his increased velocities, better slider, and curveball, I think actually is going to be a very intriguing option. Clark Schmidt and Mackenzie Gore went against each other yesterday. Very interesting, because Clark Schmidt, a week ago, was throwing 40% sliders, and I was kind of in on it. It really worked out for him. I don't have any of that data this time, which is unfortunate. Not a single place reported on it. 3.2 innings, 300 run, 6 That's 2 walks, 1 strike. And I'm going to assume that he did not do the Yotani approach. That is 40% plus sliders and just trying to squeeze in fastballs. That's called strikes. So I hope he goes back to it. I was really excited about it last week um, when he did that approach. But unfortunately, it didn't stick around. It makes me a little more tepid on chasing Clark Schmidt. The cutter is not the thing for Clark Schmidt. It is the sweeper being 40% usage. Mackenzie Gore, though, went six innings, zero and runs two. It's one walk and eight strikeouts. That's very good to see. Again, do not have data on this. I tried to sift through all the reports. Mackenzie Gore didn't really seem like to me that he was doing anything extra or new. We just threw more strikes in this occasion. That's nice. I'm still very, very out on chasing Mackenzie Gore in a 12th team. I feel like the ceiling is not there to justify the very, very low floor that he is in. It's just too volatile and too much of a headache for managers right now, especially as he pitches for Washington, who are not at the forefront of pitching development and are not going to get you a ton of wins. Ryan Papilla went 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 6 Ks. He is very likely the guy inside the rotation for the Dodgers with Tony Gonsolin on the shelf with his ankle injury. I'm okay with it. His changeup command has been better this this preseason. Only 2 walks, 6 Ks. It feels all right. It's a very sneaky stream. I think the first week of the season as he does get Rocky Road. Now, I have a theory and I'm, I have no idea how to feel about this. Something I thought about live on the Haunted, on the Quarter podcast. Rocky Road, the effects of it are because the Rockies play in Colorado and then they move outside of Colorado and the ball looks different and it messes them up. It's why they're much worse on the road than they are at home. Now, if it's the first game of the season on the road, they haven't had very long to adjust. That is, they aren't too used to cores yet which means they might be a little bit better than we normally know for rocky road something to think about there i'm curious how that first series is going to go george kirby went five innings pitched zero and runs zero walks sorry zero hits one walk and nine strikeouts so five no hit innings with nine strikeouts i was really hoping to see more from his secondaries it looked like he just got fastballs past the los angeles dodgers hitters which is not abnormal for george kirby but i really want to see the secondary development and i'm not quite seeing it I mean, I'm still in on George Kirby inside my top 30s, like 25, 26. I saw when I was looking up news on this start for George Kirby, which it got none, that ESPN has him as a sleeper. I'm like, how is he a sleeper? I don't know. He's the 25, 26, king drafted as such. I don't know. Um, Seth Lugo, five innings, eight hits, three earned runs. Sorry to throw shade at ESPN. I uh, won one walk, five Ks. I really hope that wasn't Tristan Cockroft because Tristan Cockroft is a man and I absolutely adore him so much. Um, maybe actually based on ESPN ADP he is. There you go. Uh, Seth Lugo, he's going to get the spot for inside the rotation for the Dodgers of the game, especially with Musgrove. Actually, Musgrove is going to be due back like a week into the season. and There's still a dip on Musgrove, which I think there is. I got him in the eighth round of the PL Legacy League, which was Beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so in because he's missing like one start, and sure he'll be limited in that one. Maybe you don't want to start him against Atlanta in that first one. So fine, two starts. Like so few guys are gonna go 34 starts this year. Joe Musgrove, get him in your drafts in the eighth round. This is beautiful. Um, but anyway, Seth Lugo still in the rotation as the SP five at the very least. It might be a five or six. I think he's fine. I, I kind of want to see how it looks in season first before jumping in. But he's fine. And you might want to stream him in the first start of the year. That's all. Graham Ashcraft was on the other, t- other side of it. And I got multiple DMs from people I highly respect in this industry. And it was the most humbling thing ever. That they asked my opinion of this 10K start. 10Ks, six innings, zero runs, one hit, zero walks. And they're like, yo, Nick, is this real? Is this like, should we be more in on Graham Ashcraft as we go into Vegas this weekend? And my analysis is this. I watched it. He had three really good sliders. Three of them that were downed into a lefty that I really liked. He also had some terrible ones that he got away with. He also was against a horrific lineup. I mean, this was a bad Padres lineup. He didn't have Machado in there. He didn't have Soto in there. He didn't have uh, Cronenworth in there or Kim or uh, anyone else that you can think of inside. Nelson Cruz was the best one, and he didn't strike out. You know, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. He got some whiffs on four seamers that shouldn't happen because he gets too much cut action on that four seamer. If Graham Ashcraft is truly going to be something legit, it's going to be that the slider and the cutter are super, super good, and it's the sinker jamming tons of guys inside of right-handers. That's it. I didn't necessarily see that, but the slider coming in, the slider was good for a couple of them. There's also the worry that he's part of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and that lowers a win chance in the whole situation there. So I'm still kind of out on Grasscraft, but I'm down at the end of my drafts just to wait and see and take that flyer pick. So I, I've not gone through most of the guys today. There's so many more to talk
0: about. We're going to talk about all of them after this break. Fads come and go and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Tanner Howe got lit up for 4.2 innings. eight earned runs 10 hits, zero walks, and 6Ks. Zero walks is nice. I, I, I think he's too much of a cherry bomb for us to chase right now. Joe Ryan, five innings, zero in runs, two hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Joe Ryan is solid. He went in the, I think, the 10th round of the PL Legacy League, which honestly sounds kind of right. That's what Alex Fast does to you. Um, I think Joe Ryan's a discount in your standard Yahoo ESPN leagues, and if he's going to the 13th, 14th round, I'm swooping up him up every single place I can at that price. Mike Clevenger, five innings, one in run, three hits, one walk, three Ks. I think he's fine. I just don't want to draft Mike Clevenger the person. <laughs> That's just me. You do what you want. Um, I don't think he's so good that I'm going to overlook that. Like Jeffrey Springs, who is absolutely dominating—four point one innings, zero runs, one walk, eight Ks—not nearly on the same level as as Clevenger of like people I dislike. Um, and he is looking really good against right-handers. Ten out of eighteen change-up whiffs, uh, seventeen over sixties whiffs overall. Not the best against lefties, but he's getting better with that slider and sweeper command to them, which is good. Um, I think Jeffrey Springs is a very solid pitcher. He's going to be inside my top 40 update of the the list. I like him more than Rasmussen at the moment. Um, You also have Nathan Eovaldi going five innings, zero runs, five hits, one walk, and four Ks. Apparently, he's still at 96. They're talking about the stadium gun, which is apparently uh, weird, slow at times for Texas. But at the very least, he's not 93-94, and that's really all that matters. John Gray, also speaking of Texas, 4.2 innings, 0-runs, 4-its, 2-walks, two 2-case. I find myself not really drafting John Gray because it's just a slider, and that breaks my rule of you need to have two excellent pitches that I'm in on. And John Gray's fastball just isn't that good. Ross dribbling, 4.2 innings, 0-runs, 6-its, 0-walks, and 4-case. Guess what? It's the same rule, just the changeup. He got some changeup swings and misses, and that's nice, but that's it. So I'm a little hesitant there as well. James Caprillion, in five innings, two earned runs, for it. If you remember me talking about James Caprillion, it's like, hey, how many walks does he have? Well, it was four. And four Ks, sorry. He's going to be a cherry bomb streamer. Taiwan Walker, 4.2 innings, six earned runs, eight hits, two walks, five Ks. He was 1.5 ticks down to just 92 miles per hour. If you remember, we want him to be at 94, 95, really. Now, there is this thing I'm noticing, which is the WBC hangover. When you make your first start after returning from the WBC generally, you're going to be a little bit lower. We saw that with Christian Javier, for example. And I think that's by design. So I'm not going to read too much into this one. Read Detmer's pitch. You know that guy? 4.1 innings, two in runs, four it's one walk, and six Ks. He had two home runs in the fifth inning. <laughs> that's what I caught live. Um, he sat 94. I was a little disappointed because I was hearing all this 95 to 97 and 94 to 97 But sitting 94 means that he was at 92 to 96, which is kind of what he was at last year. Like, he sat 93 last year. The good news, and the thing that I think doesn't really matter, I mean, look, if he sits 94 now and he pushes it up to 95 in season, then, like, everything's wonderful. Because the slider is down in glove side with consistency, and he's attacking with it. Ten whiffs on the slider yesterday, guys. That is the thing. It's what made me stoked about him last year, and then he didn't have it. Now it's clearly a thing, and it's not going away. Reed Detmers, I'm so very in for a breakout season right now, and I'm sorry that the helium has gotten as high as it has. Um, I, I, it's, I hope not in your Yahoo and ESPN leagues the ADP isn't showing that, but I'm so in on Reed Detmers. Jordan Montgomery, five innings, zero in runs, six hits, zero walks, one strikeout, three out of seventy-one whiffs in this one. He pounded the zone a ton. But three out of 71 whiffs. Take that for whatever you want. I think Jordan Montgomery is slightly better than Toby. Trevor Rogers went five innings, zero runs, three hits one walk, four Ks. Here's the thing. There are two reasons to be out, and then there's a reason or two to be in. <laughs> so down two ticks on his heater. You know, he was 94 to 95 last year, and he was down to 92-93, which is not cool. We don't like that. He also only threw about two sliders, and I really want to see the slider development. I feel like that's a that's the last, like, missing piece once the velocity is there. However, his command was excellent. He did the Blake Snell blueprint to AT. Six over 25 whiffs on his changeup. Four seamers were up. Changeups were down. And I think that's why it was five innings, zero under runs. Three hits, one walk, and four Ks. So... Do we want to buy into the velocity being this down and the command getting worse? Or do we want to buy in on the command and then the velocity not mattering? Generally, when that happens, the command goes away and then he gets crushed. So, you know, we'll tell you, location is the least sticky part here. The stuff is more sticky. And that makes me a little hesitant here. It's why Vargas rules exist. So I need to see the velocity back with this command. If that's the case, then I'm in. So one more start, and then we get to decide. Kodai Senga, four innings, two earned runs, two hits, three walks, and three K's. People are saying, oh man, look, he's got this incredible velocity, he's got this nasty secondary pitch, and he has a sweeper. Like, why aren't we more in? I mean, I'm kind of in because of the schedule. Schedule's great for Kodai Senga to start the year. So I'm I'm totally in as like my SP6 or something, but I'm not going to push him up like Redempers because the fastball went just four whiffs. Like that it's not a fastball whiff generator. Uh his Ghost Fork was thrown just once, which is kind of strange. His commander was all over the place in this. He got four whiffs on the slider, which is good. I'm really happy with that. But, like, Kodai Senga is not as polished as I want him to be, is what I'm trying to get at. Still, the schedule is very good that I am hoping to draft him as my SP6 in, in leagues. He likely will go in, like, the SP4 range, though, and that's too much for me. I think there are just other guys to go and get. Also... The injury question is a thing. I generally at that point in drafts don't really care about the injury question because if you get quality then that's great. <laughs> like the question is normally quality, not not longevity. Um, Jose Brio's five innings, one run, six hits, four walks, one uh, sorry, six hits, one walk, five strikeouts. he's down over a tick on the velocity. He had good change ups. the fastball command isn't good. I'm out on Brio still. Dean Kramer, five innings, two earned in runs, three hits, one walk, three Ks. Something that is there, I guess. He's streamable inside of Baltimore with that wonderful park. Michael Soroka made his first start of the spring. Only 36 pitches as he's being eased back in. 1.1 innings, uh, one earned in run, three hits, one walk, one K. Hey, he was sitting 93, which is higher than what we've seen before. If he's sitting 94, 95, that's like Legitimate. Uh, we know Michael Soroka as a command guy, and we don't really know where he's going to be at for a little bit here. And lastly, there's Matt Manning. Four innings, zero in runs, six sets, two walks, and six Ks. Fast back to 93 when we want to see 94, 95. I have absolutely zero interest in Matt Manning this year. All right, that is going to do it for today. Don't forget Plus Pitch. Use that to get $40 off. PL Pro Yearly. Use it for your drafts. Yes, I am updating the list later today, and then I'll be updating the Ultimate Draft Guide as well to make sure that you guys have this for draft weekends Good luck, and that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.